All right, everybody, welcome back to the BJJ 101 Story and Podcast. Um, this is episode 37, and we have another amazing guest in Kelly Thompson. Um, I made sure to get that one right. Uh, so, um, Kelly, we always start with like a super generic question. I always want to just like get people to introduce themselves. We know you a little bit from the gym, but it's always interesting just to hear about like a kind of like a little bit more depth about the person, where they grew up. Yeah. their childhood and then kind of like getting involved in sports and particularly like where you kind of got introduced to martial arts as well yeah um so i grew up in brisbane yeah. um living around like kedron and Chermside. so my mum lived in Chermside and my dad lived in kedron um i have an identical twin sister and an older brother so um yeah i lived with them and my brother's a bit older so he kind of left when i was like like left home when i was like 13 so okay um, just me and my sister sort of living together. How much um, older is your is your brother? Uh, he's almost six years older. Okay. Yeah, so he's an army yeah. captain. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's always like lived around the place. Um, not really lived in Brisbane since he was like eighteen or something. So, yeah. um, and yeah, so grew up in Brisbane. As a kid, I did like a few sports. I did athletics from when I was five until uh, sort of throughout high school. But by the time I got to high school, I sort of preferred to just do javelin so okay javelin always, yeah i had <laughs> preferred to yeah. throw things <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then i also did um cricket uh, in high school as well which is like really different to the boys game boys game is like super long and they like, play on weekends and like you know in the summer heat and stuff we still play in summer but it's like two hours on a wednesday afternoon and okay, okay it's really like loose and you know no one's concentrating okay, <laughs> So it's a lot more fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, I didn't really know what banter was until, like, you know, later in high school. There's no, no, like, shit talking or anything. Like, everyone's really nice to each other. So really different to the boys' game. Um, And I also did rowing as well. Okay. Yeah. Where did you go to school? Uh, I went to girls' grammar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just in high school. So I didn't have, like, the five, six, and seven or something when I went there. So, yeah. So I, I didn't really want to do rowing at first but it's so much easier to do so my sister wanted to do it yeah um and i didn't really have this idea of i guess doing it at first i think i wanted to do volleyball or something else there's so many sports at the school that you have to do something yeah but it's like so many so much choice as well yeah, yeah. um and yeah so i did rowing and yeah i was i was not really like great at sports but i always did something okay. and multiple things so i was doing like athletics Cricket and, and rowing, rowing, like all th- you know. Rowing's pretty heavy duty so. though. Yeah, so I remember when I was like younger, I think there was like some news segment or something about this like really overweight guy. Mm. <laughs> he was like so overweight, he had to be like lifted on to this like you know scale to be weighed. But he was still technically healthy because of like the amount he did like competitive rowing when he was younger. And I was like, fuck, like that must be really <laughs> good for you if you do that. So. um yeah, it was super hard. And everyone thinks it's like a upper body sport, but it's no, not. No. It's like lower body. Yeah. Um, a lot of leg drive. Yeah. A lot of leg drive. Yeah. yeah. So it's like legs, body, arm, arm, bodies, legs. It's just like a rocking back yeah. and forth motion. It was like really nice spending time in the river and stuff. Um, Therapeutic. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. yeah. When when we're not like, you know, dying. <laughs> yeah. So do you, did you have to like get up early and do all that type of stuff? Yeah, yeah. The river and yeah, in winter too. So the boys do it in summer. So it's okay. Balmy. Mm. by that time but in winter it's like really cold <laughs> how often were you training doing rowing um, and all these things i think Are they, they had like different seasons and stuff yeah so rowing was in winter <laughs> athletics i think was either spring or autumn i 
feel like it was, oh, I can't remember which one, and then cricket was in summer. Yeah. So I think there may have been like, but I think rowing was like crossed over with athletics at one point, and so it was sort of like a balance between. How how often were you training like weekly and stuff with all these? Um, probably at least two times a week. I think three times when it was like crossing over, and then there would be like the weekend for rowing. We'd do rowing on Saturday. Yeah, like games or. or Yeah. Oh, before like regattas and stuff started, we would just do like training on the river Mm. on Saturday mornings. Um, which is super nice because then they had like the markets and stuff near the shed and um, the girls don't have their own shed. We just rent from the boys' shed. So it's like on that sort of straight bit um, in West End. The sheds are all like sort of scattered around the place. And okay. Stuff, but yeah, it's a really nice area as well in West End. So it's cool like chill out there. That's an interesting experience. Like those are some pretty... Um, mixed bag of sports. Mixed bag of sports. <laughs> but like I think um, it depends on the schooling and stuff. So like obviously you yeah. went to like a girls private school whatever which is um you know pretty fortunate and that's that's awesome and great and um they have some yeah they have some cool options of sport yeah you could do like rock climbing i think equestrian if you had a horse but (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i was like one of those places like if you because you're paying so much money a year if you didn't do something then like your parents should get up you yeah (laughs) get upset you have to take advantage of everything Mm. while you go there so yeah you, you mentioned something that I found really interesting and uh, it happened to a lot of people um, in my circle of friends mm. that sometimes you don't even know about the sport, but someone like a friend or family yeah. member will actually go, oh, can you come and come and do it with me? Yeah. And uh, that happens all the time, yeah. you know, like to this day. I remember I put many friends to train jiu-jitsu. Mm. They didn't even know what it was too well and then they come. And I think there's a component that the person feels a lot more comfortable yeah. to come you know what i mean because yeah. they're going to do something different but at least they have someone that they're going to have a laugh they That's know it. someone that anytime yeah. i did something new it was generally with my sister because we like we stayed in the same room until we were like 19 it was like always together so yeah i think i wouldn't have branched out and done that sort of thing or i don't know it was it was hard to like do something new without her i think yeah um which is like an unusual sort of sibling relationship, I think, for most people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but I think being like, you know, twins or whatever. That yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah. I think that's actually really cool. I think a lot of people, man, I don't know how, like, this is very common, but a lot of people have a lot of conflict between siblings and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. these are some of the only people that, like, actually care about you in the world. Right? I don't you know understand I mean? and families that. They have siblings that hate each other. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? I, I, under, I understand, but it's so common. Yeah. People, people just get, like, emotional, and the emotions kind of yeah. affect, um, you know, the relationships you have with people and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's actually really cool. Talk about that a little bit. How What was it like, like, always having kind of like a, you know, <laughs> like a companion or like a, yeah, you know, a partner in crime or whatever to go yeah. <laughs> do everything with? Um, yeah, we're beyond high school. We even like worked together at the okay. same pub for a little bit. So, yeah. but we were never like that boisterous. That we, well, I think we tried it once to like swap names and see if people would notice the difference and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. we can't like keep up the, yeah. <laughs> the gag, you know. Yeah. We're too honest, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was awesome. Like, I think, but it also made it really hard to do things independently. Like, okay, just like kind of always have that attachment that you kind of need someone to lean on a little bit. But, yeah. um. Yeah, well, like, by the time, like, in in primary school, we were always in the, in the same class. Mum wanted it that way because if you've got, like, two kids in the same age doing, like, different things, different sports, all sorts of stuff, it just makes it really hard, especially when she was single and, like, 
you know, is only one of her, really, yeah. to, like... I mean, Dad, like, would pick us up from sport and all that sort of stuff, but to, like, organise all that sort of stuff on her own was a little yeah. difficult, so... Yeah, she always like requested that we'd be in the same. Class. It's a parent's dream come true. Like, oh, it'd be good for them to be separated and all that sort of stuff. She was like, nope. <laughs> so, um, but by the time we were in high school, we chose different subjects and all that sort of stuff. So it was sort of like a gradual thing from there. And yeah, the only sport that we did the same was rowing. Um, but even then, we weren't even like in the same crew or anything like yeah. that. She was she's a bit taller and stronger, so she was in the first date and I was in the second date. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like small enough to be the clocks instead of an actual role. Yeah. So, yeah. As twins, like you have more experience, like we don't have that experience. So mm. can you enlighten me here? So as you guys grew a little bit older, you guys got like separate like pers- yeah. personalities more totally, and tastes yeah. and yeah. now you guys have completely different like uh, interests. Or- yeah. Yeah. So she's, she listens to completely different music than me. She has tattoos. I don't like mm-hmm. um, all this sort of stuff. She's into different guys. Like, all this sort of- yeah, mm-hmm. it's very different now. But it's the same, like we have, <clears throat> people always ask like do you have this like twin telepathy sort of thing yeah. and this is like no but yes at the same time because yeah. we'll remember like movie references at the exact same moment yeah. or something like that or we'll ask the exact same question at the same time like it's weird in that sense but it's not like I can feel the pain or anything like that is not it's not that sort of thing mm-hmm. but yeah because we have the same like shared experience something will remind us of like the same event in our past or something like that so yeah, really connected in that way. But yeah, we're definitely. You still have a very close relationship with her. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah totally right. And how did you branch into jujitsu? Because jujitsu, you try by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And that's like why I love it as well because I did athletics when I was really young and I didn't really like it that much. Like I hate running. Yeah. Any sort of like standing sport, <laughs> not that much of a fan of anything. Um, and so. I, the, I heard I'd heard about it I started listening to Joe Rogan in like 2017 and he really like advocated for it and I was like oh this this martial art that is good for small people and there's no striking or anything like that so I was like oh that sounds really interesting um and but that still doesn't really answer why I got into like wanted to do a martial art per se yeah have you um, tried did you try any other martial arts no, before that no? and I, I wouldn't say I was like interested in any other kind of martial even like the popular ones that you know was like a kid or kung fu or something like that yeah, kickboxing yeah or anything or like that and i didn't i don't really watch sport so it's not like i found out about it through the ufc or anything like that yeah um but i started like working full-time um once i graduated from uni and started getting like really stiff sitting in an office chair all day and stuff and just needed the sport yeah rowing was too, I found it too clicky outside of high school. Okay. Like girls were already really advanced. They were much like bigger than me, so they were already just naturally better at the sport anyway. Um, so it was a bit of like a social. Yeah, barrier. just like they they'd already been rowing together outside of school, like off season and stuff, because they'd go to states or nationals or whatever together. So it was already that sort of like group. It was really hard to like break into. Yeah. And I just wanted to do. It. I've I've never really wanted to do sport out of like competition, just out of passion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and wanting to stay fit and all that sort of stuff. So, um, which yeah. I think is the majority, actually. Like most yeah. people, are not, you've talked about this before. Like even with jujitsu, like competitors are like maybe two, three percent of all the athletes that actually do yeah. jujitsu. Mm. So yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, I just, but I always did sports, so I wanted to do something. Yeah, um, and it's quite amazing. Like when you think about, I, I at one point I was working in an office as well, mm. and it's really easy to, at the end of the day, go, oh, I'm too tired, you know, because you actually yeah. do get super mentally tired. Yes. Right? Yeah. But this cycle will make you 
after a while makes you your life like kind of almost miserable. Yeah, if you don't do anything about If you don't do anything. And a lot of people, because it does make you tired and you get into this cycle, you stop doing anything that makes you feel better, like sport-wise. And and it it gets to a point you're like, you know what, I have to change this. You know what I mean? Some people have that vision and go, look, I have to change this. And and I, so when I was working in office, I, I actually... I felt that like, and I, and I, and I like, I don't care how I feel. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go and three times a week, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I would like take myself, I'm like, I'm walking, <laughs> sleeping yeah. here, but I'll get there. And then my life gets like, it's almost like it creates a purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, otherwise you just like work home, homework, eat homework. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's it. like, you know. And especially if you're not surrounded by like work colleagues who also do some sort of exercise as well. Like True, my yeah. office is pretty good. There a lot of people cycle in and stuff. And um, my boss is sort of like a good role model. He's like, you know, in his fifties and stuff, and he's really athletic and stuff. So, so yeah, I always had like stuff. people around me who pushed um, that lifestyle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and didn't like condone sort of like a sedentary lifestyle or anything like that. Mm. So. That is super helpful. Yeah, exactly. The culture of the place you work. So, at. what was the what was the pro- process to starting jujitsu? Like, you started listening to yeah. So that was like appealing, and then yeah. So then like being sore at work and stuff, and then the other aspect as well was just sort of my experience with harassment in public as well. Okay. So um, it was it's and it's not just like catcalling. It's like getting smacked on the ass by some random person. Yeah. You know, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, when I was and it's not like people sort of say like they do a martial art just fight or flight sort of mode kicks in or something like that and i disagree i think that that's if you even have that reaction i think your first reaction is going to be to freeze if something happens to you yeah at least from my perspective anyway it might be different for guys but i think girls most of the time will just get too you know confounded about the situation they won't actually do anything um and that's what happened to me once so i was on the bus when i was 13 Okay. going to like a school um award ceremony and this guy who's like really really big sat next to me like and kind of caught me on the bus and i was like oh, please don't sit like next an to adult me. male yeah yeah um and i'm in like school uniform and stuff it's like november super hot and mm. i'm in like a blazer and stockings because yeah. it's this like formal ceremony and stuff he sits next to me and i'm looking out the window and he puts my his hand on my knee okay and i like look towards him and then he took it off quickly and i just did nothing i was too scared to yeah, like yeah. even say anything to the bus driver or like speak out at all yeah and so yeah always like i think from then on and then just you know general sort of like drunken people going out nightclubbing and stuff just sort of harassment in that sort of way just and it wasn't even like that i wanted to fight back even though sometimes i did it yeah. was also that I was sick of like ruminating on it afterwards. Yeah, you don't you don't feel comfortable saying exactly. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, just always afterwards like stuck with these like thoughts in my head like I should have done this or what should I have done? Yeah, have done? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, the reason I wanted to do jujitsu was because I felt like it was that like good outlet for that sort of like negative energy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's what got me into it. What was the actual, now? like, Amazing. starting, like, committing to the classes? Because like, we've talked about this with other people that, too and, you know, the last <clears throat> guest about the same thing. They would run around in the park and they're like, well, what if someone, you know, attacked mm. me at night? What would I do? They don't know. So, and they, everyone has the same experience. Like, they're like, all right, I'm going to go there. And then they, first time they park their car and look and then they yeah, go home right. and <laughs> then they drive around in the circle and look and then they go home. And then eventually they work up the courage to kind of go and how, what was that like for you? Like actually going into the gym and. Yeah. So, so. I actually 
made my boyfriend at the time come with me and yep. sign up. So he did it for like a month or something, but yep. um, wasn't for him. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just yeah. Again, I think it comes back to that, having a twin. I sort of needed someone to come with me. I think most girls do that too. Like most girls, I see yeah, sign yeah, up, yeah, come yeah. with a friend, a um, friend or their partner. Yeah, very true. Exactly. Very true. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if I would have probably done it on my own. No, I'm not sure, but. Um, you still kind of as soon as I found that out that I scenario. liked it and it, yeah. it gave me that energy outlet that I needed, then it didn't matter whether and he didn't stick around, um, so it didn't matter in yeah. the end. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that was probably it. Just <clears throat> do you know? Like um, I started jujitsu because uh, there was fights happening too close to me. Yeah. Right. So I'd like so similar idea of like I need to protect myself. Yeah. And but what I found about this freezing thing is that jiu-jitsu, because you're actually going to be, um, like, literally touching, you know what I mean? Yeah. In a very, the, the space that society is completely different in jiu-jitsu. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you completely in each other's, like, space and face, you know, mm. and rolling. So that will bring a certain level of com- comfort, right? So if you ever exposed to this situation, That's it, it's yeah. not that you're going to be able to deal with everything, but you're going to feel more comfortable. Yeah. You're normalizing like what would normally be a taboo. Exactly. In, in so the, yeah. Yes. So the chances of you not freeze because this is this is usual for you. You know what I mean? It's exactly, not something yeah. you know and seeing that you're actually going to yeah. like freak out a bit more. And that's, it, that's it's like, as long as you can do either fight or flight, as long as you don't freeze, I think that's that's the goal for me is that like, and I still don't really think that even if I was like confronted with that kind of situation that I'm totally confident I wouldn't freeze, even at like the level I'm at now. If that yeah. makes sense. But so. you could freeze, but maybe you could go and speak up, which yeah, is exactly. speaking up is not freezing. You see what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you can freeze for a little bit, but then you would do something. Exactly. Like that's, but that's, that's progress. what I'm, that's <laughs> progress. <laughs> correct. Better and that, than, that's not freezing completely freezing is doing nothing forever you know exactly so yeah. i don't i don't think people should be hard on them for, for that type of thing like the thing is is like like everything's kind of like a trained skill like mm. whether it's cooking or doing jujitsu or reacting to a high stress environment like it, it's normal for people to go oh what do I do? Because no, it yeah. all comes out of like this place of survival. Or what I, I feel threatened. I feel uncomfortable. What's going to make me survive the most? That's what your like subconscious brain does. Mm. And the only way to like avoid that or build a skill to do differently is to go and do yeah. jiu-jitsu and practice things under a stressful environment or put yourself in that confronting face-to-face position yeah. or the physical touching of another human being and that type of thing. And I've 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 listened to um some other people talk about it and how uncomfortable it is. But just putting yourself through that uncomfort to find a more normalized kind of reaction to it is gonna help with all these types yeah. of things. Yeah. So yeah, it, it it is challenging. And I think that's I find it impressive. I think it's um like admirable of people to go and seek out that kind of challenge because nothing's going to change in your life until you actually commit to going like, all right, listen, I, I know that I want to improve this thing. I need to improve this thing because I don't want these scenarios to happen anymore. Or maybe I just want to improve my fitness or the work stuff. It doesn't matter the reason, 
Yeah. I'm going to go and do something difficult. And it doesn't matter how you get here either. If you need 12 friends to bring you along or if you yeah. need someone to give you an <laughs> ice cream like your mum did when <laughs> you were younger, I'm going to give you an ice cream to get you to start doing it. Like trick yourself in whatever way you need to to get there and start it. Yeah. You're still like taking on challenge and like yeah. a, and, um, responsibility for the thing you want to kind of improve on. So I think it's admirable of all people to just go and seek out some type of challenging aspect and like uh, you know i'm i this is what i do for work and uh, my life and everything about jiu-jitsu and i think that's probably like one of the few things where you can really um deep dive into so many different flaws and areas of your psychology and your mind and stuff mm. and it's just super interesting for yeah and how it improves people in life and everything the yeah. other motivation for starting too was like the advice generally given to girls about how to defend themselves was bullshit yeah in my opinion like or if you're in a car park and someone's like hold your keys between your hand like yeah, i just yeah, think that's yeah. rubbish advice and yeah, like it's, it's just it's not realistic yeah exactly and like we did one like self-defense class in high school and it was like with the pe teacher so it wasn't even like an external expert or anything like that and it wasn't even it was just like yelling no that was the <laughs> thing. like that's gonna do no, anything yeah. and then the, the off someone comes up behind you and tries to choke you or something like that, turn your head to the side so you open your airway. And then as soon as I did jiu-jitsu, I was like, you're being choked. Your airways are being choked into your arteries. Yeah, <laughs> so you're learning all this I was, stuff. I, I felt so lied to you. I was like, what the hell? It's so silly. So, but yeah. that stuff sells. Like, we've talked about yeah. this stuff before. Like, this, like, whole, like, empowerment stuff is is a lot of marketing bullshit. Like, the yeah. realities of, of a lot of the stuff that is empowerment is just complete bullshit fallacy yeah. lies yeah this shit doesn't work it's not good for your life doesn't make you feel better it's actually going to be detrimental to you because yeah. if you truly believe that if you are a 50 kilo woman and mm-hmm. you get attacked by a 100 kilo dude and you putting your keys in between your knuckles and punching him once it's, it's going to stop anything. him from hurting you yeah. or taking advantage of you or doing whatever violation he wants to do to you yeah. is insanity yeah and like man, i've had literal like arguments <laughs> with girls or women that train other martial arts and like, no, but I've done this many years of Kung Fu and this and that. I'm telling, I'm sorry. Listen, Mm -hmm. at best, if the guys double your weight, I don't care how much experience you have. You're lucky if you can survive. If this is a real situation, you're not going to beat up three guys in a row, but like, yeah, but in the street, I can punch their groin and do this. And I'm like, yeah, and they can do that too. Mm. Like why, what, I don't know where this, and I think it's a little bit of like propaganda, like movies and superhero yeah. movies and all this stuff and beating up five people at a time and everything. But the realities of like violence and self-defense versus sports is also extremely different too because mm-hmm. somebody that's really trying to hurt you, there's no rules of engagement. No. There's no like, oh, well, I'm not allowed to grip here or do this. People are going to do anything and everything to hurt you. Yeah. And there is no, there's no boundaries. And if someone's bigger and stronger than you, Get the hell away from there. Yeah. Don't engage with them. Get away. And we we did a whole component on self defense and stuff like that. And even even just like training self defense and stuff like that, you need to do this stuff like every week regularly. Otherwise, why do you think you can do like a month block of self defense mm. or like a one day course? Or we even talk yeah. to people that do police officer stuff, and it's their job, and they do one court one like component a year of like a two yeah. three day course of how to manipulate and control somebody else. How do you think this is going to be an ingrained automatic response if you do it a couple of times a, couple of times a yeah. year or for, for, you know, 12 hours a year or something? That's yeah. impossible. 
But just like every yeah. time there's an incident or you know some kind of violence against women or something, there's never this like uh, sense of responsibility that girls need to learn how to defend themselves. You know what I mean? Like it's always like, oh, they need to change their behavior or something like that. They need to make public spaces safer for women and all that sort of stuff. There's never this conversation about well, why don't you actually, if you're that afraid that someone is going to come and attack you in a car park, why don't you learn self-defense? You know, there's no, there's never that bridge between like having this fear and actually doing something about it. Well, it's but, very uncommon. Well, that's why it's such a uh, um, amazing act that you you did it. You know what I mean? And, and some a lot of I think a lot of people do that. You know, they yeah. look for. They look for, they try to do something about it, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's uh, a very important thing to to carry on in life, you know? Mm. Uh, mm. It's cute to like, look, I, ha- I have an issue here. How can I address? What, how can I make me feel better? You know, that's that's being accountable, you know what I mean? I think it's super yeah. helpful yeah. to move forward. Yeah. I, I don't know about the self-defense stuff, though. Like, I think self-defense is a little bit of a unrealistic approach to reality. Like... What <sighs> Sorry? What do you mean, like? Like, I just think this whole idea of self-defense, like, I don't think self-defense is real. I don't. I think you're either skilled or you're not skilled. And it's, particularly when it comes to, like, female self-defense, I think it's really difficult to do that in a safe way. Because, again, like, when when women are kind of put into a scenario where it's really serious, like life or death kind of self-defense, like mm-hmm. someone's attacking you, I don't know what amount of skill is actually going to save you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might make you survive for an extra minute or two minutes. Maybe that'll mean your survival. But when someone's physically so much more powerful than you, and generally, like, if you look at, you know, what is, you know, violence and crime and stuff like that, it's generally male perpetrators. Yeah. Even, like, men are... Uh, you know, victims of crime more than women as well, but it's always male perpetrators. Mm. If you're a 50 kilo dude and you're attacked by a 100 kilo guy, it's the same idea. Like, I don't know if it's possible for you to learn enough skill to make up that amount of strength and power and stuff like that. I think doing the sport at least makes you realise what that situation feels like. That's important. I agree with that. And, like, it makes you realise, it gets rid of this, like, jaded idea that if you're a 50 kilo girl that you can, you know, outfight. 70 or 80 yeah. or however many kill a guy it gives you a sense of reality of that, what you're actually capable of mm-hmm. and then sets you up for you know to have it you know actually handle the situation I think so I agree with yeah. you so the, the self-defense is not only just counter with a certain position yeah, phys- the physical component it's not mm. fr- not freeze completely or freeze yeah. for a shorter period of time yeah. that you can still function and think a little bit more and then perhaps you're going to scream. Perhaps you're going to yeah. go along with whatever is requested to a little bit so you can find another opportunity. So you're not completely, yeah. sub, you know, like completely uh, taken away by the situation. So yeah. learning I, the strategy. Yeah. This so, is the thing. This is what I think jujitsu is what you're saying. Like you, it deepens your awareness of reality yeah. and it gives you a, be- a deeper understanding of how you can strategize to achieve your goal. Yeah. Because exactly. that's what you're doing. And sometimes <clears> the goal is run. Yeah, exactly. Run. Exactly. <laughs> Get, get out the, of there. Get the hell out of there, scream, yeah, I, I, And it's not like, look, I've I been a demo team. I'll give you an example. I've been yeah. a demo team for self-defense. Like, yeah. And um, I learned self-defense from a guy that was the the best. That's actually one of the main things that made me start jiu-jitsu was the fight, the fights that were happening like on the street. Mm. Plus, I went to the class of a guy called Silvio Berengue, which is a very famous family in Brazil, and they are very strong on self-defense. 
And I saw one of his classes teaching self-defense, and I was, I was like, man, this is, for, this is what I need for mm. my, my, to feel safe. Yeah. So I start training, and I, I start doing so much. I got into the demo team, a kid's demo team, you know what I mean? Like we go to schools, we go to oh, really? things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good. Um, saved my life a couple of times, you know what I mean? Yeah, like as yeah. a teenager. Um, and one day I was in a party that was metal detector, um, and one guy, anyway, like there's a story behind, like there's a, a bit of a long story that you keep thinking why maybe the guy thought I was, I, I was a police officer, like plain clothes. Maybe he thought I was, you know, the stories we keep ruminating, you know, for yeah. the time, but this guy gets, we're on a dance floor. This guy gets a pistol from his socks. All right. And the other guy get a pistol from his back. One put it in my face, like here and one put it in my back. So this is the middle of the dance floor. The dance floor goes like open up like that. Yeah. And I'm here. I am with all my demo team self-defense <laughs> skills, right? <laughs> you know, like against these, against that. And, uh, you know, so uh, yeah, you train for self, uh, you know, defense against a gun, defense against a wood. But I remember it's kind of funny because the guys were souped, like it looks at least like they've been mm. on drugs big time. Mm. And they want me to lay down. Right. And I and I'm like, man, I'm not laying down here, man. I'm not going to I'm not going to lay down here. There's no way in the world I'll lay down. So I remember like so that's what I mean. Like I was I wasn't frozen. I was kind of like that. I was thinking about it. And then I swear, God, all I remember was my coach, because we all like, you know, when we're doing all the demo, the the self-defense, there was always like, oh, how about a gun? And I remember he's saying, run. Doing like this. That's exactly. You know what I mean? like, and that's exactly what I did. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, yeah, and then we, we, we go into the entrance. I had a friend with me. And then as soon as we got to the entrance, I spoke to a few of the security guards. And, and my friend, like, let's now go and get them. I was like, man, I can't even go back there. I have to go home. Now, one week I was eating just like this. I couldn't even oh look my God. parents. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was like, man. But, you know, that's what I was saying, like, Having it's about self-defense and training jiu-jitsu will give you a little bit more, cl- uh, uh, be more clear mind, composure and clarity, composure, so you can decision. think yeah. for a certain. It's like not completely, you know what I mean, or yeah. follow or they lay down, lay down, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so I completely agree with you, Kelly. Yeah, that's the goal for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. I think that's the goal for everybody. Like thinking that you're gonna be a Steven Seagal, it's not delusional. Not the, the gun <laughs> yeah, from behind yeah. and the yeah. gun in front and do this. Man, there, there was a super upsetting, horrible thing that happened recently in the jiu-jitsu community. Which a very famous athlete was murdered doing exactly the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm. this is the this is what I mean about like the difference between self-defense and real violence. If someone really wants to take your life or hurt you, they can do it, man. And it doesn't matter what amount of martial arts training you have. Mm. They will find a weapon. They will find somewhere. They will hit you with their car. They will do something. They will be able to hurt you. Mm. So. This whole thing of like you being able to like block bullets or do this or do it like, man, it's just craziness. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is a real self-defense is the composure and understanding of some amount of strategy of going like, what the hell am I going to do to survive right now? How am I going to get out of this alive? Maybe it's a better phrase. It's like self-preservation. Self-preservation, I think, is a better, is yeah, yeah, Um, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And there's another thing too, like, yeah, my entire life or whatever you see on a magazine, like, Self-defense, yeah, a guy's pointing a gun like these on you, you know what I mean? It's not in your forehead and another guy in your back. Yeah. I don't know that move, you know. Yeah. Like, 
I'll do it too. Life you know? yeah. Yeah. But there's people that teach this stuff, man. I know, people I know. That That's and the I think, scary thing. I think it's yeah. super dangerous and I think it's super scary. And there's people that make huge careers off of this stuff. Yeah. Like teaching how to disarm people with guns and doing this and doing that. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't advise that at all. Yeah. Definitely advise like the um the practice of doing martial arts and you know, if you get caught in that situation ever, someone grips your mm. throat or hugs your head, you at least know how to react to some extent. Yeah. But just the mental strategy of like, how am I going to survive? Self-preservation yeah. kind of ideas. I, I agree with that big yeah. time. And it needs training too. It's not just something that comes naturally. For sure. It isn't. For sure. As much as people think. Mm. that That's why I think that flight or flight, like those are the only two options you have is not true. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a third option there. For sure. <laughs> yeah most, most people most, some people talk about though fight flight or freeze yeah and i would yeah you're probably right like i don't know if it's got anything to do with sex like you Should were talking about thing. Maybe it's personality yeah personality well. like, like if you're more timid I had or whatever a friend who's so disagreeable and she she wouldn't let someone touch her in the knee and say nothing you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. so it is as well like personality thing. personality yeah but yeah maybe they like you know the sexes have got their you know things that they stuff. differences yeah. they gravitate towards but yeah yeah um there's a bunch of people that would probably freeze that if they, you know, did three or four years of jiu-jitsu, they wouldn't freeze like you're talking about anymore. Like mm. you're saying, at least they would oh, have that's the ability the game to change something or go, oh, um, I've just dropped up, you know, at least Correct. come up with some other yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, way oh. out. Yeah. yeah. So, Kelly, um, you've been training for five years, five years now. Yeah. So, what, aside from, like, feeling more confident, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are the skills that you actually... There are a lot of people, they come for a reason for, to start doing jiu-jitsu. They have that reason. And then when they start doing jiu-jitsu for a while, you know, yeah. after a few years, they discover so much other benefits that they can actually take to their lives, like, yeah. you know, and work or, or social uh, life, social skills or mm-hmm. in professional, you can take to a professional uh, environment. Is there any other skills that you took, like, you know, like in, to li- for life, I guess? Yeah. Um so yeah, I think the in the work environment for me, like, so there's a the self-preservation side which we've been talking about, but there's also the confidence side as well. So my job, like, I go to construction sites once a week or something like that, and I'm generally the only girl sort of there and stuff, and there is low-level sort of harassment every now and then and whatever. So it gives me the confidence to just like walk through that space, like you know, with a certain posture and all that sort of stuff, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's a great benefit for me as well. Generally, I'm a lot younger than them as well. So just sometimes people can can see, I feel like, me as a bit of a target on, in that sort of environment, yep. I think. Yep. Um, speak to me in a certain way or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's given me a lot more confidence in that sense as well. Which, and, and as well, like, my job involves a lot of, like, negotiating money and things like that with clients and... I think it's given me a lot more confidence dealing with those people as well and try, trying to get what I want and um, sticking to my guns as well yeah. in terms of like oh, I'll have to um, do a fee proposal in my job and I have to figure out how much money at the time you know the time it's going to take to do this thing and yeah. just, all right here's much I think it's going to take just a little bit extra yeah. in case something goes wrong or, which is know, very and, like, common try and get the, a little yeah. bit more out of it you know uh-huh. so I think that attitude as well has come from, um, yeah, getting confidence and stuff. So the confidence and stuff has helped with, like, your negotiation skills and stuff like that? Yeah, and it's still something I'm working on as well. It's it's sort of um, one of those skills I learned later in my career and um, now that sort of I'm at that senior level in my job. So, 
um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm only at the beginning of that sort of thing, I feel. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's given me a really good foundation. I can see against my peers, I'm a bit more further ahead in that space. Um, and my boss sees that as well. So he's trying to get me in front of clients and dealing with them. And so, yeah, I think they, they pick people who they view as more confident to deal with clients because you don't want someone representing the business who's sure. not confident in what they're doing or right. able to negotiate or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's really helped out as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, the other thing awesome. is, is just, yeah, like staying fit. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they all tie into it. So like the yeah. self-preservation stuff, the fitness and health, the clarity of mind, that all gives confidence. Yeah. Like um the more the more you kind of like um build in whatever area you are, like you build um kind of like a foundation or a skill set or whatever, the proficiency leads to the confidence as well. Does yeah. that make sense? It's yeah. no different than for jujitsu so competition, for yeah. example. Oh, I don't know how to escape guillotines. Well, if yeah. I get caught in a guillotine, I'm probably not going to be super confident in getting out of it. Yeah. Um, but if I practice and rehearse the guillotine and I build up all this proficiency in all these different areas, yeah. like more confidence, feeling yeah. better physically, all these types of things, it leads to more confidence. Kind of like yeah. a yeah, yeah, it's exponential, exponential growth type scenario, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. And like, yeah, we've only ever had positive. <laughs> so, aside from the physical stuff of like oh, i got a sore neck and my body's beaten up a little bit from jiu-jitsu yeah like everyone like pretty much always talks about how how much of a benefit jiu-jitsu is to their life just yeah. like joe rogan and all the other yeah. advo- advocates for present jiu-jitsu so yeah. it's really funny like a lot of people i always do this question because i think it's very important to understand where the person's coming from when they arrive as in um what what makes you start there's no right or wrong answer it's a very mm. personal and at a certain point, there was Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. Yeah, which is probably about when I started, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. the same, you know, just so, yeah. And 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 that that brought me always, uh, when I reflect on it, it was like, that was great for the sport, I have no yeah. doubt, because, you know, his audience is huge, right? But it's interesting because all the points that he makes, mm. I always felt that. Yeah. You know, I, I train and, you know, like before Joe Rogan, much yeah. earlier than Joe Rogan. And, and that's how I felt. But, and that's how I think a lot of jiu-jitsu people felt. But it was so underground, didn't have the same audience that it definitely, I think it was, I would say he was the biggest proposal of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Uh, aside from that connection that had prior that wave from UFC, mm. it was the second, like the second, second and more pure wave that yeah. influenced people into starting jiu-jitsu. Yeah, because yeah. he was always just talking about the benefits. Correct. Yeah. The benefit of having... And what, jiu-jitsu isolated, yeah. not yeah. to combine with yeah. some other things, you know. I think is, a lot of the people that came from MMA were more like, I want to be like, you know, powerful and aggressive and yeah. a good martial yeah. artist and stuff. Whereas like people listening to the Joe Rogan stuff or just like other people speaking about it, it was more like, I want to improve my life. I want to yeah. advance this in my life. This sounds great. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> What yeah. is this thing that he's so fanatical about and how amazing it is and improves yeah. his life and all these aspects? Yeah. Um, I have another question that I, n- I never really thought about this because I don't think I've ever considered this ever, like I'd, uh, for me anyway. But is there any, like I know jiu-jitsu is difficult and there's been a lot of people that have left throughout the years of being a coach here and all these mm. things like that. Have you, has it ever crossed your mind or have you ever thought about like stopping jiu-jitsu at all ever? Or, or are there some like particular areas of jiu-jitsu that become really difficult that are frustrating um, or hard not to really. deal with? I think, I think because like my approach has always just been steady yeah. because I'm not 
like my aim isn't to be a competitor or the best at the sport or anything like that. I've never been like really great at any sport really. Yeah. So I've always been comfortable at just being kind of average and like slowly progressing it, through, you know, that I haven't had this like addiction to it. Um, or pressure as well. That can put a lot of yeah. pressure on you to perform at a certain level. I yeah. think a lot of people stop because of it. That's it. And I never went like four times a week for three or a month or whatever and burned out or anything like that. It's always been sort of consistent two or three times a week for the last five years and stuff. So, um, no, I don't think I've, I've never had that feeling of wanting to stop. That seems to be like a that. better um, approach <laughs> approach and pathway for sure. It's <laughs> yeah. very interesting, Kelly. That's a very interesting thing. Because a lot of people, they start it and they want to get better in two weeks and they want to come 14 days in a row, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's they the burn thing themselves. that she's saying too. Like the people that have mentioned like, oh, it's hard, no one to quit. They have put a lot of pressure on themselves and they do the exact op- opposite in exactly what you're explaining. They're writing emails, four-page emails about how they're going to be a world champion. Yeah, they want to be a world champion in three weeks. Like, yeah, th- yeah. Th- like this has changed my life. It's been a month or whatever, yeah. like, oh, oh. which is great, but like, there's the realistic side of it too where all right it's changed your life in a month i've been doing it for 30 days that changed my life now i've been doing it for 40 days and changed completely my life again yeah, yeah. 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 try doing it for five years yeah yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> how many how many transformations can you have yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. and still be gratifying yeah. you, know? like, you keep raving about you lose all your friends you yeah know, really after five years at some point the obsession like fizzles out you know so you kind of just gotta keep a level head about it yeah i agree but the i think the problem with the obsession for them though is it's like the emotional kind of like excitement i think they have an addictive personality generally if they're like that you know like if it's not jujitsu it might be something it's very true you know what i mean i know what you mean and and maybe very true maybe like like you're saying uh, once the initial excitement's gone that's when they do stop doing jujitsu and go Mm. to something else or whatever yeah yeah Um, i think it can help i think jujitsu can help to change this stuff too though if they fall into like a groove yeah because either you're going to get injured you're going to get too frustrated like there's been a bunch of people that have left here because they haven't got the belt they wanted in the time they oh really i've always wondered what what's the general consensus with people stopping like at any level or is it different reasons at different levels so uh, some people that like i mean there's different reasons obviously you know but there's some people that they get hurt because they they, you know, they try to force so much and they go too hard, they burn themselves. And what every injury, what actually uh, tries to show you and, and can help you is actually to change a little bit of game, you know what I mean? Mm. To, to, to bring things a bit more in perspective. If you use an injury, you can actually get better in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You have to develop other areas, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people think, because you're going to get injured like in your office, you're going to get, you know, oh, my yeah. neck is sore. You can get injured doing anything. Yeah. Uh, but people don't take the time to kind of learn, you know what I mean? Like, and change their approaches, you know? Just, yeah, the mindset is one of the most important things for for every human being, do yeah. you know what I mean? I think, too, sometimes people are almost looking for an excuse to stop. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah, they get injured, sure. it's like, oh, this, this is great. I now I have a reason. Now it's perfect, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have people that they get injured and come back after many years and yeah. like, oh, I wish I never stop. You know, you have all the cases. I still think there's commonality to it, though, like you were kind of saying before. Like, yeah. I think people that achieve the rank of purple belt are generally going to do it more long term. Like, mm-hmm. whether they get injured or whatever, they come back. I think if you, a lot of people that quit within white to blue belt, they don't return. I think mm-hmm. a much smaller portion of people return if they quit at that age range. Uh, not age range, that like belt rank. Yeah. Um, and I think 
I think you you see a lot of stuff to do with um, age as well, though. Like a lot of the people that are kind of like excited and their life's not stable yet. They haven't like found mm. a career. We talk about or, these, yeah. 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 They're young, a bit younger, you know. They, what's the trend right now? Or, yeah, well, they're still figuring out what they want to do, I suppose. Yeah, but whatever is new, whatever yeah. is like yeah. popping up everywhere on social media, that yeah. you know, that everyone's doing now, yeah. it's like, you know. And jujitsu is that, but the problem is, is jujitsu is hard too, and that's something that they don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> on a yeah, lot of the stuff like, jiu-jitsu is difficult to actually get good at and it's like anything really like if you truly want to get good at stuff it's going to take time it's going to take effort mm. you're going to have to be determined and persevere through you know hardships and blah 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 and a lot of people don't want to deal with that because what they want is the back end of what everyone talks about it's like jiu-jitsu is so ama- amazing my personal growth change like, all my these life benefits but those benefits don't happen in that three three week period those benefits yeah. happen over long term of doing anything yeah so like exactly the same thing when it doesn't happen or they lose that initial excitement this is the same to do with relationships business yeah. jiu-jitsu career oh i want to be you know i want to be an architect and then they become an architect and they're not designing these fancy houses they're designing like mm, you know a uh, yeah a toilet <laughs> or they do. You know what I mean? Or, or just like, you know, generic homes that are all the same. The build's all the same. You're doing all this and that, whatever. I don't know. But yeah. it's not the glamour that they want. Or if they're, a, um, you know, a physiotherapist, they want to work with athletes and doing this stuff. But yeah. they get a job in hospital helping old people that have had a hip replacement. Like, yeah. the realities of what people, um, uh, like, compared to their idea or their, their fantasy are so far removed that people have a really hard time actually persevering and going through the mm. things that are actually existing in the world. I want to work with, you know, the Broncos. Man, you just graduated as a physiotherapist. Why are you going to work with the yeah. Broncos? Yeah. There's only one job or two jobs with the Broncos and there's 10,000 people trying to get that job. Why are you going to get that? Yeah. I find people are extremely deluded based off of all this stuff. When I started uni, I wanted to, well, when I left school, I, I wanted to be a fashion designer for like my whole life. Yeah. Anything creative. Um, and then I got convinced not to do it dad's like greek friend like, oh, so passionate but you make no money <laughs> <laughs> With some reality, yeah. some reality. I was like, oh like searching high and low what am i gonna do and then i didn't even hear like what architecture was i think like you know everyone sort of generally knows yeah. but not the word for it i suppose yeah. a building designer and yeah. then, oh that sounds creative and you make money from it and all this sort of stuff and i didn't quite get the grades to get into the course but there's landscape architecture which is the same thing essentially in the yeah. first year um, same courses so the idea was that I would do that and a lot of people do this and, and then bridge over to architecture but my majority of my lecturers uh, in landscape were architects and became landscape architects so I was like okay this is still a trend here yeah. and then I think it had like the highest dropout rate of any uni degree or something like that architecture so, l- landscape architecture oh, okay. and uh, I started like 120 people or something like that and by the time I graduated it was with 12 people so, yeah. yeah it was Great. and I sort of like yeah, I've always had this, like, yeah, kind of observe other people and what they're doing and if if there seems to be some sort of, like, facade here that architecture in this instance was this, like, glamorous job and it's But there's not, people like, coming back over to the other stuff exactly, that was less Exactly, yeah, because I realise that you don't get the lifestyle balance that you do with landscape, for example. Because mm. um, it's not as gruelling in terms of, like, getting qualification. You don't have to have a master's to be a landscape architect or be called a landscape architect. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to be registered either. You can still do your job and not have those things. 
Um, whereas architecture is like really, it's you sort of you can you can be um, sort of at the level of like a doctor or a nurse where you can like um, sign things. Uh, what, do they, what do they call it? Like a notary or something. Like okay. That. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people aren't that happy in architecture as well because it's um, so competitive. Um, and yeah, actually, to to design these amazing buildings, you mm. have to go through all the crap before yeah. before that point. You know, you have to design toilet blocks and all the boring stuff. Just with this mindset, though, like, have you always had this way of thinking, or is that something you developed through um, your parents or like people around you, or what? Because I would say that a lot of people kind of get lost in the um, fantasy kind mm. of thing, like the self defense stuff, like yeah. wanting to be a you know, I'm I'm doing it because I want to work with athletes. There's so many. I wanted to do that at some point. Like, I want to be a strength and conditioning coach for this yeah. and that because I like working out and da da. And like, and then you talk to people that actually do it, and they're like, "Look, I've been doing this. I've got this many degrees. There's like 15 jobs working with professional mm. sporting teams. Like, it's yeah. unlikely you're going to be a PT. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, a, a heavily overqualified PT. Yeah, and um, I don't know what it like why are some people able to like kind of notice realities like you're talking about i've always been able to observe and assess and stuff like that mm. i would say that most people don't think about much at all ever mm. they don't analyze anything yeah so is that something that you always had or is that something you developed like how no, i don't think it's developed i think it's just my personality like i was never the person to be asking the questions i would watch the other people ask the questions and then think about the answer you know okay. what i mean be observant and <coughs> patient yeah. is super important. It's and and nowadays they promoting the act quick. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. wanna, oh, everyone's doing oh, that must be cool. Wait a second, what? You know? Yeah. The sometimes the best thing to do is opposite of everyone's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, this train no, 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 went boom. Or well, I've always been one as well to actually take someone's advice, not just ask for it and then do the opposite. Yeah. yeah. You know, so when That's like common. like watching my lectures go from architecture to landscape i was like well yeah there's a trend here. it's not that they had to say anything yeah. to me and be like don't do architecture it's that i just thought you know why are people leaving architecture they stay up they do so many all-nighters i never did an all-nighter in, in uni other people did because they didn't have the time management skills and i was like why am i going to make myself tired and stressed and ha- unhappy just because i don't have time management skills just have just t- manage your time so mm-hmm. that that fixes that solution I never had this like, attitude of like putting unwarranted like suffering on myself. You know, I don't see the point in doing an all nighter. Yeah. If you, and I don't see that like my work is really good in the sense as well that there's not this culture of having to get into work at six a.m. and leave at nine p.m. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not working over hours. You get to work on time and you leave on time. And there's you're not being stared at for leaving early or anything like that. If you can do the work that you have in the time that you have, then great. Yeah. That, that's what we're paying you for. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've always had this attitude of like not making things too hard for my like unnecessarily hard for myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that deters a lot of people from from things when they get obsessive and all that sort of stuff. Very good. They get interesting point. And then they get discouraged, and, and that's the end of it. So. So aside from that advice, which is actually a very very important, what other advice would you give to someone that like would like for their personal reasons would like to offer Joe Rogan like uh, <laughs> you know clarifications would like to give it a go and start jiu-jitsu what would be your advices they just started yeah I think do it for yourself even if you have to come with someone and you know um, you're not confident enough to show up on your own or something like that that's fine but 
think the reason why I really loved doing it as well is because it felt like entirely my decision. Yeah. It wasn't because my sister was doing it or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think fi- figuring that out as well. Like, I don't um, – it wasn't an impulse for me either. I've been listening to it for a few months before I even decided to start looking for somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like I listened to one episode. It was like, I'm convinced. It was a well-thought-out <laughs> well decision. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So um, – which you is weighed like, up and observed and yeah, analyzed. Yeah, so. that's it. Yeah. Um, so, and I think in particular for girls, if you actually really want to learn self-preservation, do it. You yeah. know, like actually go and learn how to do it. Don't read advice from other women on the internet about carrying your keys between your fingers or scratching someone's eyes out or something like that. That's not realistic and doesn't help you at all. So, yeah, I think just seeing through that sort of like, facade of um yeah this bad advice that gets given to girls and how to protect themselves and all that sort of stuff so a lot of bad advice a lot, yeah. of, bad a lot advice. of bad advice in the world and now. it seems to happen every time there's some sort of like incident or whatever it's yeah. just like uprising of it's, it's their fault not not ours or something like that so yeah there's a little bit if you want to do something about it do something about it so yeah, yeah the advocacy of things a lot of the time is just wasted effort yeah, I they feel better by just saying something. Rather than and they feel doing confident something. by yeah, listening to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is very common. I think this is like a modern kind of situation thing. Like, it's you, you kind of like encouraged to like complain or blame or be yeah. the victim or advocate for something and scream and yell and do all this stuff, but you don't actually imply, apply or change anything in the world or in, in life. Like, mm. like, you can believe whatever you want, but. I don't see how gluing yourself to the road and like saying I'm fighting against global warming and you still have an iPhone and you still drive a car mm. and you still do all these things. Like how are you actually contributing to your cause if you're the, the directly contributing to the opposite? You're still buying iPhones from China. You're still doing like... like Yeah, I was sick of this whole like, oh, let's, you know, like fight against this thing. But then no one actually did anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all on the on the on the mouse <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly. yeah, yeah. That's but that's the problem with the, the modern the modern world now. It's about how you appear as yeah. opposed to what you actually are. And this is the part that everyone's having a hard time navigating. Because yeah. there's people selling courses on how to do women's self defense and mm-hmm. teaching you how to do chi blasts and takedowns and do this and do that, but it doesn't really work and it's all bullshit. But that guy's happy because well, like you just it's empowering people no no mm-hmm. you're deluding people and you're making them feel good you're patting them on the back and saying how good and strong they are but you're damaging them because if something really happens they're not safe man yeah yeah I think the other thing too is like <laughs> girls pick sports based on like what kind of body image they're going to get or how they're going to feel yeah, about yeah. themselves doing it or whatever as well so yeah. I don't want cauliflower ear I'm not <laughs> like trying to avoid that as best as possible mm-hmm. like but, you know, you just work around it. Like, don't crush, don't try and get crushed. Perfect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. play your game a little bit safer. Protect your ears, protect your head or your neck and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah. And I think that, like, boy, you you and, and many other girls nowadays, like, uh, uh, they are great examples that, boy, jiu-jitsu, you can be super feminine. Like, I yeah. think it's a super technical sport. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I learned that, like, a, a while ago, like, um, for jiu-jitsu, uh, um, ladies uh, training and competing in jiu-jitsu, 
it's in any sport actually mm. it's so technical you know what i mean because yeah. they don't have as much uh, power and strength you know most of the time yeah so it becomes super refined you know what i mean yeah so i think that you can be like amazing uh, beautiful and trained jiu-jitsu you yeah. know what i mean like yeah and i think you're a great role model like a lot of people don't understand that but and I try to to enlighten that to people. Like once you start to become a purple belt and forward, mm. you become a role model yeah. for a lot of people. So when you see yourself, you know, Jess, you know, uh, Lauren, mm. um, you guys started, you're a role model for all these 12, 13, 14 year yeah. girl, girls that are looking. And I heard that before from from their parents. <laughs> like they, they go, oh, they they worried about um, you know like the image of jujitsu, but when they saw that person, you know, yeah. or the other girl, they felt all oh, because they also look nice, and then you know what I mean, like yeah. they just felt comfortable about it. It seems superficial, but it's really what girls. That's how they are. You well, know think I mean? about like, it. Yeah, but that, yeah. That's, yeah, that's like an evolutionary thing. There's nothing. Yeah, like exactly. Just... I don't think there's anything wrong. like. Yeah, I'm not ashamed that I still want to be pretty in jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and and that that is very important. Like being a home role model for teenagers, like and it's super important, you know, because the time where they form in their character, they form in their personality, and they can have someone that they look up to. Yeah. And and jujitsu allows them. Like there are many times now that thirteens are uh, having a chair with Jess or having a chair with you. For them, that's yeah. super unique. And they're learning you know? too that they don't have to forego their like personality by doing a certain sport you know it's not even just jiu-jitsu it could be anything it's yeah. perceived in a certain way you don't have to actually embody that you know what i mean you yeah, can yeah. just be whoever you want to be exactly participate I mean? in this activity yeah. yeah exactly i think that fion davies she won the adcc over the weekend recently yeah. but she said some statement a while ago so she's like a pretty um well accoladed brazilian jiu-jitsu athlete mm. and um she said like there seems to be a shift like the, the the people that were kind of like um, admired and put up and you know oh, this is person is amazing you know the Kim Kardashians of the world and people that were kind of um, do you remember when I asked you who well, this Kim Kardashian I don't know, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky ones I'm one of the lucky ones know, but I still don't know but these people I'm that, the lucky ones I know I but these, these people that are kind of admired for like rude degeneracy like they looked at <laughs> as like amazing women and business people and it's like wait a second. This person did like a sex act online, and that's what made them famous. Yeah, like, there's there's nothing admirable in that. You know what yeah. I mean? And she made a statement. She said, "There seems to be a shift happening, and people are getting a little more awareness and more understanding, and they're kind of realizing, and they're not celebrating these degeneracy style women as much. There's a little bit of a shift happening. There's people like oh, I want to be like Fionn Davies. I want to be like Bia Mesquita, another high level Brazilian Jiu Jitsu athlete." who is, you know, a pretty feminine-looking woman but still goes and does, like, mm. you know, something that's hard and difficult. And I, I, I don't know them personally or anything like that, so I don't know what their personality is like. But I, I think that's interesting, like, that you, as more women do these types of things and do well and stuff and still behave femininely and kind yeah. and polite, yeah. there was another woman that beat that Gabby Garcia. I forgot her name. Yeah, I saw that uh, What's her name? Ramos or something. But she yep. was like, she was, I think she's quite religious and she was just like, you know, my whole thing was just about to see if I could do it. I just mm. wanted to see how good I could be and, mm. you know, everything for me is about community and my team and, you know, it's been such an amazing experience. I thank everybody that's helped so far. You know, it's amazing. My team is the best. I have so much support. This is amazing. And just such a, 
genuinely kind feminine person that's not degenerate at all that goes there and does the hard work and wins a world championship and well done to her and i think like the more you know girls that watch that stuff that are in jiu-jitsu the more they want to emulate that type of behavior as opposed to being some extremely seductive degenerate kind of person that you know advertises their sexuality all the time and has like this really short-lived kind of um fame and for stuff that probably isn't um so impressive you know what i'm saying Mm. it was funny that in high school we there was this girl who was in year 12 i think when i was in year eight and she was like a freak like intelligent yeah she was in uni when she was doing high school yeah like it was just incredible and every time she got some sort of award or something at school she would get this roaring applause yeah it was she was so admired and she wasn't she wasn't that attractive or anything like that but like the school fostered so much like value in intelligence and setting goals and like really high achievement and stuff yeah yeah yeah, all that sort of thing so i think as well it's it just depends on who you hang around to I've had this conversation with a few people and, and I think you're right. The problem is, is like a lot of people don't have good um, influences or good values or they don't have a strong enough influence. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens now is like if your parents or your school or whatever um, organization you're involved in, if they don't implement the values that you, they have in the people around them or the young people in the school, whatever, yeah. you're going to be affected by the programming of society. Yeah. And unfortunately, the programming that's given by society is not about what's best interest for you. It's about what's going to sell the most whatever. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I think a lot of the psychological value stuff, all the um, moralistic type of things that people take in if they don't have a strong influence is a really degenerative shit. Mm. It's about all this like <laughs> panicking to do this. Oh, I got everyone else is doing it. I've got to do that. They don't have like strong core values where they can just sit and look at things and go, well, actually, like you said, mm, that doesn't look right. I'm gonna go over there. Mm. If you're if, if your strongest influence is society, like I'm sorry, it's not always positive for you. Mm. If your strongest influence is good parents, is good schooling, is good people around you that went to the same schools, or um, another organization might be a jiu-jitsu club or whatever, and th- th- there's a particular moral kind of code that's impl- yeah. implemented and in, implanted in that organization. And it, it, that's the strongest thing that you deal with. Then you're going to be like that. Yeah. But if you don't have that influence, man, you can. I agree. Really I agree. Go far left. You know what I mean. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, I think, has another quality in this aspect of helping um, to foster good, good people, good role models. Um, there is no mirrors. Mm. There's no like, mm. you know. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> There's no like, oh, my hair, you know, which is a big thing, you know, like, yeah. and oh, the, oh, how do I look now that everyone looks the, the same? Everyone's you, like the whole thing is like correct. Yeah. Like everyone has. There's no jewelry. There's no like. There's no. Uh, there's no difference uh, uh, on the material level. Yeah. All right. Everyone has their hair everywhere. Everyone yeah. might be sweating. Everyone is working hard. Everyone is making mistakes and having a laugh because that's yeah. how you get better. They fostering good values even without having the the social gatherings you know what i mean the social there's no like bling blings of life yeah the the sportswear or something correct yeah my one is this one my one yeah correct (laughs) correct to show off their figure exactly yeah Yeah, exactly yeah Yeah, everyone's in uniform so it doesn't matter yeah (laughs) and and you are sweaty you know what i mean like you've actually worked out you know just put the outfit on and go and shopping or something like that So, that's very true. That's funny. Very yeah, true. No mirrors in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Kelly, I 
Pô, thank you so much for your, for your time. And I thank you so much for being part of the gym. I think that was, uh, it's really uh, rewarding to have people like yourself, you know, and I super appreciate that. We super appreciate that. Um, again, I think you are a great uh, training partner. I think you were training a great role model for a lot of these teenagers and uh, and hope another five years to come, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, we'll another chat. Maybe and... I can get in contact with my school and actually do a proper demonstration. <laughs> self-preservation. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Very good. Good on you. Cool. No, audience. thank you so much for coming on. Is, is there anything else you want to mention or say or anything like that? No, we're good. All yeah. good. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Thanks, guys. That's it. Thank you. <laughs>